Hello, everyone, and welcome to the JRPG Report. This is our Sunday special, and it's going to be episode 24. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We are talking with uh, Patrick, and he is joining us. Are you, are you joining us from Germany? Is that correct? Yes, Germany, exactly. Very good. We're, we, we're an international podcast, so we love having people outside the U.S. on the show. And so it is my understanding, sir, you have a new game that, uh, as people listen to this podcast starting on Sunday, it'll already be released. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us about, about yourself and about this new game you got coming out? Yeah, sure. So um, the game's called uh, Level 99 Final Fortress. Um, it's a JRPG that comes uh, with a twist uh, because it actually starts in the final dungeon, hence the name. And um, you go into the final dungeon with a party of uh, three heroines fully equipped uh, with um, what, you know, seems like endgame gear. And um, you venture into this, uh, this final fortress where two ancient guards are held captive. Um, but are about to break free. So you have to defeat them before that happens. And on your way through the fortress, you fight a bunch of other bosses and find even better equipment, which grants you new abilities. And you also solve puzzles and collect quest items, stuff like that. That's awesome. So you're kind of skipping all the boring stuff, just get to the good bits. Yeah, exactly. That's the like the, the punchline. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the game, but first off, why don't you tell uh, the folks about yourself a little bit if you don't care? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> well, my name is Patrick. I'm 32 years old. I'm from Germany, and I'm currently working as a marketing manager at a small company. Um, and, well, in my spare time, I create games, and I also write novels. And I'm active as a musician in two bands as well. Um, well, what else? Um, my favorite games are Illusion of Gaia and Terranigma, and I'm a cat person. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of fans by mentioning Illusion of Gaia. That is, yeah. we've, we've talked about that Super Nintendo classic a few times on the podcast. Uh, it's, awesome. It's got a near, uh, near, dear place in my heart. I'll, did you see, I think recently somebody actually made an up version of that game. Did, did you ever see that online? No, I I didn't. I, I'd actually tell you to kind of shy away from it because <laughs> for me, it's such a sacred game and I didn't yes. like what I saw actually. I think the original actually looked a little bit better, but uh, that's just my opinion. Um, well, that's fantastic. Uh, you're a cat person, so we have that in common as well. <laughs> awesome <laughs> and i like how you mentioned that in your spare time you like doing all these things that doesn't sound like you have a lot of spare time if you're doing all those activities uh well uh, not not anymore then because after doing all these things um you barely have any spare time actually absolutely uh well that's fantastic so, um i'm sorry go ahead uh, which is sad because i actually like playing games uh, as well you know and uh well, I don't have much time to do that, unfortunately. And uh, JRPGs are, you know, pretty long games uh, on the average. So, well, can't play many of them. <laughs> no, no, they, they kind of take up a bulk of your time. Uh, uh, just speaking personally, I just finished Persona 5 Royal, and it was another 120 hours of, of great gameplay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm currently playing uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, the definitive edition on Switch. I just got done with that one. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, pretty much. I have actually played it on the 3DS as well. And uh, so it was 
was pretty great to go back to uh, you know the world of that game. It, I was one of the ones that actually had not played it previously, so I was really looking forward ah, okay. to it. I was a huge fan of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Switch, so it was really cool to go back and play the first one for me. Yeah, I noticed that I um, appreciated the story even more the second playthrough because you know um, how things, um, you know, how they go together and uh, why certain events make sense to have them presented just like they are presented. Oh, absolutely. And I still have, I mean, I've talked about it with a couple of people, still trying to kind of get that whole story together. It's it's a big, big overarching story that's hard to kind of piece together. Yes. But it's much easier in the second playthrough, and then you can really appreciate it because the story is, in my opinion, just perfect. It is. It's It was a phenomenal game. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and it looked, it looked awesome on the Switch, especially compared to the way it did on the Wii first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's enough about these other games. We don't want to talk about that too much. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Level 99 Final Fortress, uh, like I said, people can actually play that right now if they want to. That's on Steam and uh so you're actually is it on sale right now as well for for people who buy it early yeah it's on a 40 percent release sale actually okay and what is that so normally it's what i think in america it's 8.99 and then you've got it down i'll just like it's down to 539 so that's an extremely good deal for people who want to get on that early yes uh, so is do you kind of put that as that uh, did you market at that price point because it maybe is a shorter game um, well, it is a somewhat shorter game. I'd say you take about five hours to get through it. And um, yeah, I think the price is reasonable for that. So yeah. Absolutely. Does it have kind of some replay, play, replay value as well? I hope so. Um, because those items I mentioned that uh, grant you new abilities um, with like, you know, synergetic effects between them, uh, you can combine them in any way and find them actually in any order you want. So um, yeah, you can go a totally different path on your second playthrough. That's fantastic. Yeah, our, us JRPGers, we even on the long games, we like to play them through several times. So I think people would get a kick out of wanting to play this one a second time through at least. I hope so. <laughs> but this it's is not enough to do that. I think <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but this is not your first game. Uh, you've uh, you've made at least one previous game. Is that right? Uh, two two previous games, uh, which are a bit um, connected. You know. Uh, because the second game is actually an, uh, a remake of the first game. Should I um, go on and, and talk about it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and talk, tell the people yeah. about it. Maybe, okay. they'll want, maybe they'll want to buy, yeah. pick up both of them. So. Yeah, so the first game is actually um, available for free. So you only have to pick up uh, the second one then and the third one, of course. <laughs> so um, the first one was Game Master. It was my first serious project on RPG Maker. Um, you know, I've been tinkering with RPG Maker since I was about 12 or maybe 13. And um, many people do that, you know. Uh, many people in the community have a lot of ideas, but uh, not the discipline to actually develop a full game. So um, that takes a lot of time and effort. And, um, well, eventually I started organizing my life and my um, creative activities with a to-do list which is 
somewhat holy to me, so to speak. So I follow it without any excuses. And it helped a lot getting a project done, of course. So um, yeah, Game Master was released in uh, December 2014. And as I said, it's uh, free. You can download it on my website, greatpotiongames.com. And um, yeah. That's fantastic. Been, um, gonna, excuse me? I was going to say, it sounds like you actually approached it more like a, a project you would at work rather than just a, a, past, yeah. a pastime. Yeah, you kind of need to do that, I think, because otherwise you take too much time thinking about, uh, you know, other possibilities. And then uh, the next thing you thought about looks a lot more interesting to you. And then you abandon the project again. I think many people, you know, do it that way. They they start a project and um, they have just started and then already they abandon it because they yeah, don't stick to it via a to-do list, for example. Oh, yeah. I think that goes to every aspect of life, like you said. Like, you know, you yeah, start, true. start a project and you get halfway through and you, you become interested in something else and it forgets about it and then you've got a, a shed full of unfinished projects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad you stuck to it and actually got these games out there. But so then the remaster, what was different between the, the original and then this uh, the Game Master Plus? Yeah, um, I always talk about Game Master Plus as an expanded and streamlined remake. So the history of it is actually yeah not, not uninteresting, I'd say. So um, when I finished Game Master, I was actually playing a lot of Diablo and Hearthstone. Okay. And I became somewhat obsessed with the idea of releasing an expansion for Game Master. And I actually started working on it. And then in summer 2015, the next RPG Maker installment was announced. And I was pretty hyped, naturally. So um, the previous RPG Maker, which I was developing this Game Master expansion on, felt kind of outdated all of a sudden. So um, the development of Game Master um, 1.1 felt kind of weird, you know? Yeah. It wasn't very motivating because you had this new tool that you wanted to play with. And so um, I decided to actually remake the whole game in the new editor with uh, new graphics and everything. And I revised quite a few things, removed some elements, added new ones. And yeah, and then in January uh, 2019, um, the game was released on Steam, Game Master Plus. That's incredible. It kind of sounds like what some of the developers did. Let's say if you will go back to some of the earlier Dragon Quest titles that were released on the Nintendo and then come out on the on the DS or the 3DS. Yeah. Same game, yeah. but completely changed and enhanced to, to take care of new hardware. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it's... Yeah. So this, uh, so you talked that you've been you've been playing on RPG Maker since you were about twelve, so about twenty years. Um, yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you had to think well, about that one for a second, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a lot of um, you know time where I didn't uh, work with it that um, you know seriously. It's just a lot of little projects uh, that I started and then abandoned very quickly. But I've been like, um, yeah, in the community, so to speak, following the forums and uh, checking if a new installment is on the horizon every now and then, you know, things like that. Uh, a new installment like RPG, 
RPG Maker MV, perhaps? Um, yes, RPG Maker MV, or uh, even the new one, uh, M MZ or MZ. I think it's MZ actually. Okay, I'm not sure how to pronounce it yet, so that's probably <laughs> that's. And it it kind of looks like it's going to just. You, you may have to do this again with level 99, right? Redo it on the new system that's coming out. <laughs> I could do that, or I uh, could also try to have a new project on on that installment of RPG Maker, which is what I'm about to do. I was going to say, is that a little foreshadowing? Is that the next idea? Is your uh, a completely new game? Um, yeah. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm super hyped for RPG Maker MZ uh, or MZ, and I uh, especially like it because of the uh, built-in ATB mm-hmm. battle system. Oh yes. Uh, you know, like the the agility stat is something that is um, rather useless in the normal turn-based battle systems, you know, because it only grants you initiative, but it doesn't uh, grant you more actions in a set amount of time. Mm-hmm. So with a ATB system, you can actually... Um, do a lot more things with buffs and debuffs uh, concerning the agility stat, and that's something I experiment with. It sounds. I mean, it, it sounds like. I mean, one of the first influences I kind of felt like when I looked at level ninety nine Final Fortress was kind of Final Fantasy four, and so you're saying like adding this ATB. I mean, you're really going to be able to to realize that vision, perhaps. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a bit different, but I prefer the ATB system over the normal turn-based system where every character has one turn uh, and then they start over the next row of turns, so to speak, you know? That's kind of boring because of the agility stat, which doesn't do much. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. I, I like it both ways, like... Uh, a game like Persona 5, I like that it's just turn-based and it works out well for that game. But yeah, mm. an, an ATB bar just adds so much more strategy and, and and the need to make quick decisions. You can't just loll over it for an hour. Yeah, but I would actually use the ATB system in uh, RPG Maker MZ with a weight uh, variety where you actually, if, if your bar is filled up, nothing else is happening so um, you don't have to choose your commands quickly or anything like that. It's just that a quick character has more actions than other characters, and you can delay the actions of enemies and stuff like that. I see. So it's kind of like freezes the action so you can make those choices. Yeah, exactly. I like that idea. That's pretty good. <laughs> so- yeah, that's exactly. That's what Final Fantasy IX, for example, uh, did. Mm-hmm. I actually prefer to the ATB, the CTB from Final Fantasy uh, X, mm-hmm. which uh, gets rid of that um, gauge that fills up and actually just displays the turn order. like A bit like in level 99, where the turn order is displayed in the upper right corner of the screen, you know, so you can see which character goes when. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it's still like a normal turn-based system in level 99 where each character has one one action per battle turn. Yeah, I, you mentioned a battle order. That is one of my things I, I prefer, if, whether it's, like you said, Final Fantasy X or like Trails of Cold Steel, those series that have that order so you can really make strategy 
and your upcoming move is as important as your current move. Yes. And you can do things like rapid strike, I think it is, where Titus can uh, act more often in a set amount of time. And you can actually see it like reflected in the turn order displayed on the screen. Oh yeah, his picture actually, his, his picture would be up there about four or five times to everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I really like that. That's unfortunately not what would uh, be possible in RPG Maker MZ from the get-go, maybe with plugins. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, the ATB should be good enough. I st- it yeah. looks a bit more action action uh, like you know, if there's a gauge filling up. Even though the enemies can't attack while you're uh, choosing your command, so there isn't actually um, that kind of um, yeah, what is the word? Um, you don't have to make quick decisions, but it looks a bit like it. <laughs> it, it just kind of has the feel and look of it rather yeah. than actually being that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is uh, actually oftentimes enough for the player to have a certain feeling you know and that's actually enough for the creator of the game to convey that feeling so as a creator how long would you say it actually took to make level 99 from start planning to actual release date a couple days ago yeah (laughs) Uh, longer than expected actually (laughs) So after I was done with Game Master Plus, I almost immediately started um, planning level 99. And I thought it would actually be a little more uh, laid back, you know, because Game Master Plus was a massive project. It's uh, 10 hours long or even longer if you take your time. And it has three classes, so that makes it about 30 hours of content, actually. And I thought, well, um, that was cool, but let's not do that again right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I I thought I would do a smaller project. But actually, in a smaller project, um, you can still run into problems that you have to address. And, you know, if you have a smaller game, then everything needs to work perfectly together. Even more than in a a longer game, actually. So your small project turned into something much more bigger than your previous ones. Um, It's not bigger than Game Master Plus, uh, but it took almost uh, the same amount of time because um, I had to actually... um, you have to... So if a shorter game is focused on on battle mechanics like level 99, you actually have to... um, yeah, make that thing really good. So um, I thought battle mechanics, that's the stuff I I really enjoy. Like story is all well, but um, I'm not that much of a story guy myself. Okay. So I like stories in JRPGs, of course, and I appreciate the epic story in Xenoblade. But um, that's not what I start with. I really, if if I have an idea for a game, it's not the story that I want to tell. It's like the battle mechanics and um, how the characters work in battle that I enjoy planning the most. So, um, yeah. So I thought level 99 would be exactly that, a game focused on battles, and it would be pretty easy to get a kind of, uh, you know, interesting battle system going and have uh, interesting skills and equipment items. And yeah, (laughs) <laughs> well, um, 
I ended up reworking uh, the battle mechanics twice. I changed the art style to something that required additional work. I implemented more elements, such as little puzzles and collectibles. And so it took um, about one and a half years. Okay. Wow. That's. I guess that's probably what I had in my mind. And especially, I mean, you're doing pretty much everything by yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, no help whatsoever. No outsourcing. You don't didn't have the budget for that, right? Yeah, I mean, you do have the editor, and you do have like some basic graphics. Um, but as I said, I, I worked um, pretty much on the graphics uh, and uh, tweaked them to my liking. And I had to write the music myself, and well, all the elements in there as far as as the battle is concerned. Um, you know. It takes a lot of time doing all of that. It, it adds up quickly. Oh, yes. I, I can sympathize. I'm a, my real job, you know, is uh, is video editing. And yeah. to make a one-minute commercial will take mm. way longer than an hour's worth of programming. It's just yes. <laughs> the, the, the small, tedious things where every second has to be done just right. Yeah, yeah. That takes forever to do. Yeah, I, I can tell. I actually started working with video uh, for this game. I made the trailer myself mm-hmm. in, uh, I don't know if you know, Da Vinci Resolve. Yes, that is one of the programs yeah. that I've, I've used, yes. Yeah, I started working with that. And, well, it's um, you can get the basic things. Uh, you can learn them rather quickly, I'd say. But if you want to make something good... <laughs> or you know worthwhile um it takes a lot of time and there are many functions in that software that i don't even understand <laughs> so yeah you can really get deep into that kind of stuff i know yeah davinci is actually for a, for a free program it is beyond very good and yeah. you wouldn't use half that stuff that's in there in in a real world setting i don't know why they're even in there <laughs> but yeah, I mean, any of the professional stuff is going to be on Adobe Premiere. So, that's, mm. but that's a lot of money. So, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've actually, I meant to say, I, we've got the trailer and it looks really good. So, I can tell that you put, Thank you. <laughs> I, I, as I said, as an editor, I know exactly how much work went into just making that on its own. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> no problem. So, how long is this game going to be on sale for people to pick up? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I think there's a standard amount of time that uh, Steam um, does this um, release sale for, Mm -hmm. but I don't have it in my mind right now. Okay. So better buy it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't wait. Just go get it now. (laughs) Do you have any plans or maybe in the future to actually bring these games onto consoles in any stretch, or is it just going to be on Steam? Yeah, I would love to. I had a comment just today, I think, on, on Instagram where someone was asking if uh, this game is available on uh, the eShop of Nintendo. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be cool. I, I think I saw some company which was trying to bring indie games on on the eShop in a, you know, in a way that is easy for the developer. Mm-hmm. But I haven't looked into it yet. So... But I would love to do that because I'm a huge Nintendo fan, always have been, and it would be a dream come true, you know, to have your game on the Nintendo eShop. 
that would be, I mean, you're just speaking to that much more exposure too of gamers that would be able to play your game. Yeah, true. Yeah. And as you also know, the Nintendo Switch is full of, I mean, I've never seen so many bad games as if you switched to the <laughs> eShop, so it could use a good game like yours in there, too. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I will look into um, that possibility. I don't see why it would, I don't see why they would, you know, if you could get it to the right person, why they couldn't get it on there, right? Yeah, I don't know much about the process, though, so uh, no idea how that works, actually, to get it um, approved by... I don't know, Nintendo themselves probably or some, I don't know how it works. <laughs> you need that official Nintendo stamp like they used to put on the NES games, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I know you're excited about your own games, but there was one or two that you want to talk about some other RPG maker games that are out there that you, uh, that you enjoy and maybe are, are stuff yeah. that other people could check out. Yes. So um, RPG maker, I think has, kind of a bad name um, to many people. And that is um, because, well, many people only see the RPG Maker games that are quickly put together by people that are new to the engine and to the community and which naturally tend to lack a bit in quality then. Mm -hmm. So I would like to highlight a few RPG Maker gems uh, that showcase what the editor is actually capable of. Okay. So there's one game that I absolutely love. I've actually played it... um, twice now even though it's an rpg maker game and i don't have much time so um that's telling you something yes and it's uh star stealing prince it's uh really it's a beautifully made game in terms of graphics there are hand-drawn character portraits it looks very professional and the writing is very professional as well the story is very sad uh, and moving it has like this uh, melancholic atmosphere all the time. It um, plays out on an island uh, which is very snowy, like there's, um, there's ice uh, everywhere and it's this, this somber feeling all the time, you know? So if you like that, you should really check that out. Uh, and it has one of the best battle themes that I know. Um, for people who have actually played it or want to play it there's an i think it's an optional boss actually he's called the slaughterer and he has the most kick-ass battle music you know or one of the most kick-ass battle musics that i know you should really look into that that sounds really cool i want to check that out like not all jrpgs need to be bright and cheery yeah no do that um and there's um another game born under the rain which is very good, and uh, the Grumpy Knight is also an example of a uh, you know hidden RPG maker gem. I would really uh, encourage people to look into these games. Excellent. I'm sure people will do that. I think yeah, you know, you you say RPG maker, and I think it's like yeah, that's exciting. Like to mess around with it, but when you're talking about actual games, like when you go through Steam, they do. I think more than anything, they just kind of look all the same. And so yeah. you need something that actually stands out and yeah, gets true. people's attention. Um, and Star Stealing Prince definitely does, yeah. you know, visually as well as everything else. It has so good music. And as I said, the story is great. And yeah. Do you think that's because they did their own animations for the characters? That's why it kind of stands out. Um, the animations, I don't know, but the sprites are 
I'm pretty sure um, self-made, and you know the the character portraits are portraits are hand drawn. So yeah, Would there's you... definitely the the maker or the creator of that game is definitely like on the like an artist of some sorts. That's awesome. Would you yeah. say would you say that like RPG Maker is a good way for young aspiring game developers to get into it and before they get into you know the expensive equipment and schools and all that? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I only know RPG Maker actually, so I haven't fiddled around with uh, Game Maker or other engines like that. But I think RPG Maker is pretty easy to get into, which is why we have so many you know, games that aren't that well made because you can put a game together very quickly in RPG Maker. It has kind of, it has a bit of a learning curve in the beginning, but then you quickly um, gather all the all the knowledge uh, you need to um, make something that works. Yeah, I, I, I've not doubt, I, I joked one time that I did try, I think it was the very first one on the original PlayStation and it was great, but I think, you know, on the consoles, you're kind of limited with what you can yes. and can't do, with, you know, especially all the words. I mean, you can't type that in with your control. That'd take years. Yeah, yeah. I, I never understood why RPG Maker keeps being released on consoles because I can't imagine working with that, actually. <laughs> no, I, I, the only thing that I can figure is it could be a way to play the games that were made on it. Yes. Yes, um, but in terms of actually creating something, that would just unless you had a keyboard attached to it, obviously that would work. But that would work, but it would still be difficult to get your custom graphics in there, wouldn't yes. it? I I don't know if that's even possible. No, I doubt. I doubt it. And yeah, not having your mouse to point and click, that would just be shoo. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you talked about your plans a little bit for the next game. What is that? really everything that you're looking at now is you know moving on to the next one and and, and developing another one that's now this one's out yeah um i will continue to support level 99 final fortress um of course in terms of bug fixes and um, you know maybe balancing issues or whatever pops up but i won't like create an expansion for it or anything like that. I'm just way too hyped for the new RPG Maker installment to, um, yeah, to really do anything in RPG Maker MV, which is the previous one um, right now. So yeah, that's that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought that you were were getting at. So I'm glad you put that. So you mentioned Illusion of Gaia. What were some of the other games growing up that kind of inspired you to want to make your own games? Terranigma, of course. If you play Illusion of Gaia, you should definitely play Terranigma as well. Okay. Um, well, other than that, as I said, I grew up with Nintendo and starting like like uh, fittingly with Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> so yes. one evening, my father uh, got the console out and started playing that game. And um, for I don't know two years or so, I um, yeah, I was just watching him play. Mm. For example, he played uh, Kid Icarus. Yes. While my mother drew the dungeon maps, you know, on a sheet of paper. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a quite, you know, a family event, actually. Each evening or every evening, um, we used to play Kid Icarus. And then later, I got a Super Nintendo for Christmas. And uh, that's when I came in touch with uh, RPGs. So um, yeah. I loved Illusion of Gaia, of course, Terranigma, Secret of Mana, Lufia, 
things like that. And uh, I also loved Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64 then, which I think uh, can be seen in the world design of Game Master and Game Master Plus, which, um, yeah, they have a rather small set of places, which are uh, hopefully memorable because you revisit uh, them a lot. And it includes a lot of puzzles and almost no NPCs that are, you know, generic. So almost everyone has a name and a somewhat defined personality. And I think that's something that adventure games like Zelda Zelda just have to do well, right? So the world comes alive and you actually remember uh, who to bring which item to and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that's that would be my main influences, like... Super Nintendo RPGs and Ocarina of Time. Well, those are very good influences, and you you definitely scored some brownie points with this crowd. Mentioned <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lufia and of course uh, Secret of Mana, some of the yeah. all time classics for sure. Um, so, what is there anything that you want to add? I, I I'm out of questions. So, if there's anything you want to <laughs> add or one final pitch that you want to get people to to go out there and, and get level 99, go go for it. Yeah. Well, okay, um, so um, Level 99 is currently available on Steam at a 40% release sale, which I, as we talked about, don't know how, how long it goes. So um, you should get it right now. Um, if you don't want to get Level 99, that's okay. You can also get Game Master Plus or maybe uh, even Game Master, the original, which is for free. So if you want to jump in for free you can start with that that's probably not a terrible idea you know people could just obviously people like to try things out before putting money down um check it out yeah, see, see what they like and then they can throw a few bucks your way with uh with the other two games either game master plus or level 99 final fortress i did look on the website it does say uh july 14th is the end for that 40 percent off so a couple days oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but eight ninety nine is still not bad for a game, uh, even at full price. I do believe. Yes. <laughs> well, awesome. so yeah. Um, other than that, I could just add that um, people can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram, of course. So it's a great potion games. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I could talk about here. What. You say uh, it's great potion games. What is the inspiration behind the name? Is is there any? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I think it just popped up one day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, a potion. A potion is a standard item in RPGs, and I actually had this item of the great potion in Game Master, which uh, you know restored more health than the regular potion. And I don't know. That's uh, on the same. In the, at the same time, it's kind of basic, but also sounds a bit epic because of the grate in front of the potion. So I don't know. I think I think it's cool. <laughs> I, I agree. It's much better than like good potion or like mediocre potion. That doesn't quite yeah. sound as good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much, Patrick, for coming on the JRPG Report. We appreciate you spreading the knowledge, and hopefully everybody goes out and picks up your game and lets you know how they love it. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, that's it, guys, for the podcast. We do thank Patrick for coming on. And don't forget, tune in every Wednesday for our regular podcast and Sundays for our Sunday special. Uh, Patrick, we do have an ending to every Sunday special and then the Wednesdays as well. We tell people to get back out there and level up. So could you tell the people to do that? Yeah, guys, get out there and level up.